uh, welcome to another episode of Falling Short. Um, it's it's been a while, and uh, I apologize for that, and I apologize on behalf of Ari for that. But um, it's all right. It don't matter. You can, you can quit your clamoring. We've got one for you. We've uh, dusted one off, and I've recorded this nice, shiny new introduction, and you know we've we've, we've put it up, re- ready, ready for you to consume. As an avid listener, as an avid fan, as an avid supporter, as as a friend, someone that's that is on this this little journey with us. Um, this is an older episode. Um, it's one that we recorded quite quite a while ago. It's from the the Resist years. We'll uh yeah we'll we'll refer to it as that the the our our, our wilderness years our our time in the fucking desert. Um. By this point, we're, you know, roughly halfway through the Resist catalog, maybe, like, just over the other side of it, um, and our fatigue is definitely starting to show, uh, both with, you know, the whole stupid endeavor, but also with hardcore in general, as in just listening to this much hardcore is, is by, well, you know, it's, it's not good for, it's not good for you. Um, a lot of Perth stuff in this one. Um, I think, uh, sort of, sort of at this point in the game, Perth was going through, if, if not like a renaissance, but then a, um, I don't, I don't know, for, for a certain moment in time, Perth, Perth seemed, planet Perth seemed to be the hottest place to be. In, in terms of hardcore. I don't, I don't know if it was like because Melbourne had died down or Sydney had died down or for, for some reason, yeah, Perth Perth just like took the mantle and ran with it for, for a few years. And this is kind of what we see during this like midway stretch of, of the Resist catalog. And there's like a couple really fucking big records that come out from, you know, my side of the country. As a result, I think um, I maybe dominate conversation a little bit more on this um except for Ari's fantastic against me hot take um which definitely needs further ventilation then um yeah as as I said a a decent decent WA representation and one big record that we talk about a lot in this is the break even LP um and sort of the the stories surrounding that and surrounding that band. Uh, a short one. It sounds good. It's all good. We're all good. I hope you're all good. It's nice to have you back. Here you go. we finished recording so i think we need to go back to clever species oh yeah yeah you're right you're totally done mm. um all right so resist 79 clever species modern problems um do you want to i mean where should we start with the weightlifting woman on the cover yeah uh 
Uh, yeah. No, let's just start. Let's. Okay. Yeah. The cover art. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a hard one to approach. Like it's such it's such an anomaly. Like within this part of the Resist catalog. It's such bad cover art on so yeah. many levels. And it would have been so easy to have just throwaway cover art would have made it fine. No, I I love it because, like, yeah, it came out at this point where everyone was being, like, super fucking serious. <laughs> they didn't even need and to be serious. They could have had any image with clever species written below it and it would have been interesting. Like yeah. a parliament of owls, a parliament of politicians, anything you want. <laughs> um... um. And yeah, instead, I'm pretty sure there's still like boxes of shirts with oh, that weightlifting woman. This is, the it's the cover. worst image. Yeah, it's it's pretty horrific. Um, but the music's actually good for the time. Yeah, t- the music it's is um, a little off the time. You think? A little bit like that, like uh, complicated guitar, spazzy kind of sound. No That's one gives a sh- no one would give a shit about this band now, like in a in two thousand eighteen when guitar music is at its like trough. There are songs on this record though. Good like, songs. There's a couple of songs on this that yeah. are, are like very like, rev summer sort of thing that I could see going down real well currently with like the Poison City crowd. Oh yeah, so I'm not really across I didn't even know that I still had a crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well and truly. And I mean Aaron who sang in Clever, Clever Species and you sang in Jaws and, and played in The Collapse mm. and might have done a stint in From the Ruins as well. He, his other band, Grim Fandango, was on Poison City. What are Grim Fandango? You keep saying, oh, you keep mentioning that in, in context of this. Um, so Grim Fandango was just like a fucking great band from Perth. Who, uh, their first EP is really good if you can hunt it down. It's called Four, Eat Not the Heart, and mm. it sounds like Old Small Brown Bike. Oh, okay. That's a good hook. Yeah, and... Small Brown Bike really go to shit, but their old stuff is so good. Oh, dude, I fucking die on a hill for um, Dead Reckoning mm. and um, The Riverbed. Yeah, I've only heard... I just do Dead Reckoning, but... Oh, man. I yeah, just haven't got around. three are, like, really good, and then they split for a while and get back together. Mm. Um, really underrated band as well. Uh, I think they were rated for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Like, in, like, 2000, there was a lot of talk of them. Oh, no shit, no shit. Mm. Um, well, yeah, um, Group Negro, yeah, sounded like Small Brown Bike, put out a split with a band called Jed White, who sounded like Archers of Love, also, like, really good. Um, yeah, we need to touch on Jed Whitey. I was going to bring that up, actually, in terms of just Perth anomalies that no one outside of Perth understands. Why are Jed Whitey so prolific and have splits with such unusual people? Um, so hang on. Maybe I'm my wires crossed. It wasn't actually Jed Whitey that they did a um, split with. It might have been Kill Whitey instead. Might have been. Who were from... Yeah, 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 Kill Whitey. Uh, oh, okay. Um, you want to you talk about Jed Whitey, though? Yeah, did you ever come across him? Well, I mean, they were done, like, when I was... When I, like, came up, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, so I think they were kind of done. Well, I mean, they, was, they put out that split with Extortion, but I think that's maybe... I think that's... Um, after the Thomas. fact. Post Thomas. Yeah, Post Thomas. I, um, I don't know. I never really did, like, 
a ton of things for me, but it certainly like holds a place within Perth Punk. Yeah, well, I got that split with Career Suicide. Yeah, but I mean, Career Suicide's not a band that holds a lot for me. No, me either, but they certainly... Sort of... the same song like 60 times. Yeah, at least 60 times. That is kind of sick. Though. Yeah, I mean, it's an okay song the first 20 times, I guess. Yeah, true. I don't um, know, that career suicide Jed Whitey thing just never made sense to me, though. Because it's that career suicide's kind of like ascent as well. Oh, no shit. No shit. And that's the, only, am, spl- that's the only split they do. Oh, really? Right. Mm. That career suicide does, yeah. How odd. I wonder, I wonder how that came about. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, that's the whole thing. That's why I've always wondered. Yeah, that's, that's bizarre. Um, mm. we, should, we should talk more on this at a later date. Okay, yeah. It's a weird fucking split. Yeah, like Spaz Rupture. Yeah, oh, nah, Rupture. Surely there's a fucking Perth thing where, like, there must be a personality there that's kind of pushing these bands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, there's... Or just the isolations making the bands push themselves. I think part of it's totally that. Rupture, for some reason, gets, like, well, I mean, I know why they get heaps of love, because they're fucking great. But that seems to have stretched beyond Earth. Yeah. And, like, is a big thing overseas. Yeah. Maybe that's because it's so how it is. May oh, I don't know. Because even, like, the Boston Strangler side project was just, like, a rupture worship band. Mm. I, and I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think, like, what they did, they did really well. And they they did, did a split with Drop well. Dead. Rupture did a split with Drop Dead. Yeah, that's fucking sick. See, Rupture's fucking sick. Yeah. Like, Rupture's so good. Mm. So um, I think with regards to a lot of the older stuff from Perth, um, I know that Rowan, Rowan Harrison, like, ran a blog for a long time that was, like, uploading a lot of older Perth stuff, like, more obscure stuff, like, heaps of demos and, like, live recordings and stuff like that. I guess he had a connection back to that generation, too. Yeah, for sure. Probably through, um, Kim from Negative Reply. Yeah, right. Who then played in... Oh, fuck. Something else, but I can't remember what. But yeah, he, he ran this really good blog for ages. And yeah, there was so much good shit on it. Just like, yeah, um, old recordings from Heidi and stuff like that. Yeah, like um, outtakes from like recording sessions, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I can see like the Rev Summer sounding songs on this record. Like, because that, that's what like stood out to me. And that's what sort of like holds up about it, I think. I could see those like... Uh, carrying weight. Yeah, right. Can just quickly touch on this next one? Relevance, New Guilt, Resist Number Eighty. The guy can sing at this point. There's maybe <laughs> someone else sings as well, or they do they dub his vocals. There's a lot of vocals, too many oh, really? vocals. Oh. Yeah, and his style's kind of like the style I liked. That kind of like clumsy, badly sung style from the start, which was kind of unique, is gone at this point. And yeah, it's it's not for me either. I see, I see. Um, okay, yeah, so I, I didn't, like, miss out? Nah, nah, I, I, not necessarily. I, I still really rate the early records, and I'm going to try to hopefully buy the 10-inch they're doing of the re-release they're doing for this show. Oh, no shit. Is yeah. anyone else going to re-release for it? That's all I've seen mentioned. It's, um, fuck, which record is it? Weird one to do. Like, why the fuck wouldn't you, like, repress that last nerve 7-inch or something? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, probably because these guys are, I mean, they're playing it, aren't they? Yeah, they're playing it. Yeah. So, yeah, I know, you think you'd do the last note of 7-inch, but I guess this was never on vinyl. Yeah, yeah, 
It's a 10 inch, Jackson. A 10 inch. Exactly. Even more reason why it doesn't need to be. It's going to be perfect. I really hope I can get a copy. Oh, you're fucked. I've, I've, yeah. I think, like I said last time, I've got a couple of seven, uh, 10 inches for it. All right, let's, let's push forward. Yeah. Um, Resist 81. Confession. Can't live, can't breathe. Yeah, so this is Crafter again, hey? Yeah, very much so. So at this point, yeah, this is, uh, was this the Crafter show or did he just... I'm pretty sure uh, the two-song demo that came out before this was just him and one other dude. But he gets kicked out, doesn't he? No. Oh. What's he get kicked out of, other than Prom Queen? Do you get kicked out of Carpathian? Um, I think that might have just reached its, like, conclusion. Mm. Um, nah, he never got kicked out of this. Yeah, it was sort of his, his thing. Yeah. And, like, it did really well. Oh, really? Yeah, like, it was fucking. Mm. And, like, they toured. Yeah. I mean, they were another band that, like, toured hard. Mosh Metal. Just fucking like, just dumb. Yeah, dumb, no, dumb, it's, it's, dumb, dumb, dumb. So fucking dumb. It's and all fun. the songs are like twice as long as what they need to be. Yeah, this first one's a bit clumsy. I like the uh, yeah, it's good. I thought there were clean, more clean vocals. There was nah, cleans on the record after. Oh, okay, it's on the record and after like, this. Yeah, shitty auto tunes. Yeah, it's, it's it gets like rough. Yeah. They oh, fell just, into that trap. Yeah, I was surprised at like how rough this was. Yeah. Um, how's the Friends of Rom cover? Oh, dude, that was such a big thing when this came out. Because they were like, oh, I'm fucking how, how are you going to sing Friends of Rom song if, like, you're fucking edge? Yeah. Oh, was it really? Yeah, well, that's what I thought, too. I was like, why the fuck are you singing Ship of Beers when you're yeah, edge? It's a sick song. It's a sick song, but it's not the best Friends of song. No, like, I mean, yeah. There's an argument whether or not they are any good friends or songs. Do you want to hear the top ten? Because <laughs> I saw friends all play their top fifty songs as voted by the fans. Why? I got dragged there by my buddy, and um, how was it? Oh, it was good. Number one I was. I mean, like friends will play like one of the first shows I went to. Mm. Useless ID. Oh, useless ID. Yeah, funny. Yeah. I saw him with Toe to Toe, but I didn't get to stick around and see Frenzel. So I think this was the first time I saw Frenzel, like a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, all, all in all, positive experience? Yeah, it's fine. I was still recovering from that knee injury, so I was a bit fucking worried that some fucking tradie on coke was going to run into me. Yeah. Made it a bit unnerving. I love that they've like found their niche. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of tradies doing a lot of like trucker speed and coke. I like, I've... Oh, I love it so much. Like, mm. that is so sick. Yeah, I've got buddies that, like, they went New Year's Eve as well. I was supposed to go then too. But I just didn't. Yeah. I mean. Punch in I the think, Face was the number one song. I kind of understand that. Yeah, Punch in the Face is a good song. It, yeah, it is it, it is a good song. All right, I, I can see it. I was wrong. Renzel Rom has a good song. They've got good songs. Never had so much fun as a good song. I think it's just, like, it's just too fucking jokey for me. Runs, like runs a good song, which apparently is a reaction to Toe to Toe's best defenses attack. <laughs> I always forget how like deeply enmeshed those dudes are within like the hardcore scene. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I think the rationale behind like uh, doing a cover of Ship of Beers be to rip off Shia Lord. No, like you to... want a song that like. No, it's totally not... just like doing what Shia Lord did. 
What do you mean? With the like the Shia Lord covered uh, No Effects Linoleum. Yeah. And everyone loves it. Nah, dude, if it was like a Shia Lord ripoff, then like the song, the, the record would be more, the band would be more interesting. No, but I'm just saying like they ripped off that move. Like you pick a real dorky, jokey band and you take their, you know, like a not that biggest song. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Super Beers is a weird move. Weird move. I get it though. In the with regards to like, if you're playing a show and everyone there is going to be drunk and everyone's going to know this song, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I just think like there's, as I say, there's much better friends or songs, and there's much more like anthemic friends or songs that would have worked much better. Mm. I mean, like they're not the most like proficient players. Friends or. Like, <laughs> Confession. Oh, confession. Fuck, I'd love to hear friends all fucking, like, do a sit-down. Like, I'd love to see a YouTube of them sitting down, like, watching or listening to this recording. Because they're fucking funny. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. What's the deal with, like, the second track being called Ice Ice Baby and then Pump Up the Jam? Because, like, you know, it's like that, uh, all, all those, like, metalcore bands were, like, calling their song names, like, stupid shit. Oh, it's so vacuous, though, isn't it? Yeah, big time. Big time. But, I mean, I think the is, like, a whole, it's, like, super vacuous. It's totally like a, yeah, this will help me stay relevant. So yeah. Like, hey, this will help me sell my... Well, it's just so funny that, like, you know, the cover's so serious, it's called Can't Live, Can't Breathe, and then, like, he just doesn't make any effort with the track title. Yeah. But I wonder if there was some thesis fucking, like, well, you know, we're all retreading the fucking same water anyway. This is a illustration of how like oh, who knows one of there's a thesis crafter had of why he did it or if he's just like fuck I don't know I'm, I'm gonna fucking hit him up on Instagram and ask him that yeah I'd say why don't you just do the fucking like you know like crafter, give me your mission statement yeah that- was it laziness were you making a statement or could you just not find your Ouija uh, fucking board before where you like just mixed random statements together <laughs> to make like suicide ideation Shall we, shall we continue on? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Confession, okay, band, but yeah, a strange, strange, strange scene. Yes, strange scene. Can, can live without it. Yeah, and I guess it's an afterthought too, like, it's the real, in the wake of all that shit dying off. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think it would be a mistake to not, yeah, like, reiterate how big this got, like, how Mm. And surprisingly, like, I mean, like, props to the dude for three bands. Three for three, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Three for three. Mm. Um, for all his faults. Mainly just being a troll. Yeah, and I mean, like, I can fault the dude for what he said, but I don't know if I can fault, like, his ethos. No, you um, can't, can't fault the fuck. results. Like, yeah, he didn't give a fuck, got shit done. You know, you know, he had three good bands. Yeah. At least good. Some, I mean, Carpathian were great on isolation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he, he was gone by then, but... Yeah, well, true. Still, he was a part of it. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's an important chapter in the Carpathian story. Mm. Um, all right, so uh, Resist 82, A Death in the Family. Mm. Do you want to go first? Um, I really like the demo. I really like this band. I interviewed this band. I... What's it, Adam? Yeah. Yeah, when they first started, dude was nice. 
did a good interview. Um, I really like this release, but I feel like they must have a, they must surely go to shit later, but I really, really like this. Okay. That said, I don't consider this a proper a Death in the Family release so much as like the postscript to Days of Iris. Ah, and uh, Days of Iris is a Death in the Family with my disco in it. Yeah, I mean, Days of Iris was a lot, yeah, was a lot more interesting than what this is. Yeah, well, it had my disco in it. Like, it literally has my disco in the band. Mm. I, I guess, like, it was one of those names that, like, I, I knew, like, before I'd even, mm. and was, and, like, I still totally am, like, to an extent, invested in, like, theory punk. Mm. Like, I, I, I love some of that so much. Like, yeah, um, for some reason, never, like, it just never clicked with me at all. And going back and re-listening to it, it still didn't click with me. Mm. Oh, Gasping. I love that song, Gasping. It's so good. I, I mean, like, I'll, I'll give it another go because there's got to be, like, something I'm missing. And I kind of put it down to location. Oh, fuck. The girl that's on this is in Death Wish now. I didn't realise that. Yeah, I think it's location because, well, I think it's because I saw Days of Iris live and I, it was like they were just insanely good live. Yeah. And also, old mate. Do you mean fucking, um, um, oh, fuck. Um, is it Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she just put out a record. Well, I mean, a few months ago now. She put out a record under the name Moon Rituals, which is, like, fantastic. Oh. If you like, um, like Molly Nielsen and stuff like that. It was put out by all-round fucking top bloke, Australian punk stalwart, uh, purveyor of, of a certain amount of beer punk himself, Tom Lincoln. Oh, no shit. He's got a record label. Yeah, man. Oh, cool. Very good, too. Good dude. Good dude. Great dude. Great bands. Mm. Yeah, he's got a good head. Yeah, so Jamie Hay couldn't be on the album at this point, though, hey? See, when I was listening to it, I thought he was. Because I remember really enjoying... Oh, he did a fucking seven-inch called Thieves. Um, As what? Jamie Hay? Yeah. And um, he did a band called Tire Swarms with uh, one of the dudes from Blue Line Medic as well, which is, like, fantastic. Uh. Uh, City put that Um, But... Yeah, when I was listening to this, I thought I could I could pick his voice in it, but maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken. I think it's which, Adam. Which one did like Alaska? Oh, I don't know if any of them did like Alaska. Oh, really? Um, great band, very underrated band. So the singer of Death in the Family was the singer of Identity Theft. Oh no shit. Mm. Who I also really like. So for me, this is just a through line of like this guy being an awesome band. I mean, I've, oh shit, that's that's kind of like spun me for a loop. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess again, it's it's that thing of like, yeah, I never I never saw any of these bands. Yeah. Whereas this was like right amongst my peak. Well, like when Days of Iris was the Death in the Family. I'm not sure if I ever saw them live, and I like saw a lot of Jamie Hayes stuff. Yeah. 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 I saw Jamie when he. Uh, was doing like acoustic sets on like the last break even the last break uh, Jamie played in my kitchen once. Oh really? Mm, which I guess was the first Feel Like Us tour. Uh, oh yeah he did Feel Like Us as well. Mm. Right, right. Don't you want to talk like Yeah we we got a 
band. What band? Like, like Fear Like Us and Like Alaska and like all those sorts of things. Yeah, I fucking, I'm looking at Like Alaska now. It's shared mem- members with Fear Like Us and oh, High Tension, but oh, Tropical Fucks don't fuck. That girl's got a lot to answer for. Um, Rufus. Uh, also, um, Jen Buxton, who played. Yeah. That explains who where she came from. I never understood where she came from. Yeah, she was in Lake Alaska. Uh, me and her have matching jawbreaker tattoos. Yeah, and Dale was in Conation and Lake Alaska, and I think he was in Feel Like Us as well. You've got matching yeah, jawbreaker so, tattoos. Huh. Uh, but Jen actually put out a really good record called Don't Change Your Plans. Uh, it's kind of like a hidden gem on the um, in the Poison City catalog. Oh, sure. Yeah, I've seen her do duets with Lincoln as well, which were quite good. Oh, yeah. Yo, I, I think maybe you and I just have to toy the city for, like, one night for a couple hours. And talk yeah, about. well, we might just have to go through that. Fuck, I really feel like I know some of these, like, Alaska people, but... But, yeah, for some reason, a death in the family, it, it never never resonated with me. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, the songs are too long. There's too many of them, and I quickly lose interest after this because I don't need any more after this. Um, death in the family. Yeah, like I, I, I really only needed Days of Iris EP. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the beauty of Days of Iris was the violin and the dual gender vocals, mm. which they don't lean on enough here. And I think I guess Sarah's. I don't think she's in it after this either. No, I, I don't think she's either. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like there's like something missing. And, like, it sounds as though it's a record, like, for people that are fans of. Yeah. Like, or fans of. I'd love to have known what would happen if they'd stayed Days of Iris. I don't think that's possible because I don't think that my disco dudes wanted to play something so straightforward. Mm-hmm. Oh, my disco. Great, great, great fucking band. i tell you what's a funny thing, too, is Death in the Family does us our callback to Voice of Descent with old mate, not Adam, as I think I called him before, but Andrew. Mm. Oh, yeah, because fucking... Yeah, all right, all right. That makes sense. Yeah, because this is Poison City, Andy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Would you like to touch on Resist 83? Yeah, yeah, let's. All right. Do um, we do a... This is from Sing Up Against Me? Yes. We do the preface of No Disrespect by mentioning Dead Name? No, uh, well, yeah, none intended, none intended, none intended. For analytical purposes. Yeah, and none intended for mixing up pronouns either. Lead us in. Yeah, it's good. It's a good album. Good album of pop songs. Some of them are a bit weird, like the one about the returning Vietnam vet was a bit funny, but mm-hmm. can write a song, that's for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, you're uh, against me, fan? Yeah, but I only listen to her as, as the eternal cowboy. I've never disliked anything else. But Great I record. Yeah, I like that record. And I can't only need that record. I don't need that much more. Um, but I really like this. It just sounds like an against me record to me. Yeah, it does kind of. It's just got electric drums in it. Yeah. So Um so Does hint at what's to come with against me, I guess. Yeah, totally. Totally with like uh, a lot more straightforward uh sort of uh song songwriting mm. and like catchy up. Yes. Yeah. Placed uh, between former clarity and new wave. Oh, okay, sure. I'm I'm pretty sure. And off the back of this, he comes out and does the first. Oh fuck! The tour had a name, but it was him, Chuck Reagan, and Tim Barry. 
Oh, God. Now, I will say I fucking couldn't give a shit about... I mean, not, not that's the wrong statement. I, it annoyed me how many people fucking come out doing a solo acoustic stuff at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, kind of makes sense for Chuck Ray because he'd been doing it prior and mm. music was, like, well and truly sort of done and dusted. Mm. And, again, uh, for Tim Barry, like, there's a decent gap between the end of the bail and him starting to put out his, his thing. Yeah. But then people like... um. Oh, the dude that sang for Planes Mistake of the Stars, he did one, which was actually quite good. Jamie, I don't, Jamie Hay did one. Yeah, yeah, but again, like, that has a... That yeah. Has, like, it has its moments. I guess they all had their moments, but they also spawned a scene, like the Poison City scene that I just don't give a shit about. Yeah, 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 and I think that's the thing is like, well, yeah, well, I think this is like a total, a total thing within the Poison City scene. Um where a lot of it is dudes that grew out of hardcore. Like, you get too old to go and watch, you know, 20-year-olds yell yell about things. Now, but now, old mate, Tom Lincoln's in fucking Outright. He grew back into it. What do you mean he's back into Outright? He's in Outright, the band. Um, <laughs> I'm, yeah, no, no disrespect to anyone. Um, do not care for Outright. Like, a, a, a single bit. I think it's fucking cool that they... What they do, and yeah, they like they grind on it, but yeah, they're so oh, not, like oh. insipid's not the right word. No, it's like they're made of Teflon, it just slides right off me, nothing catches at all. Yeah, yeah, and I would say that for all of that guy's bands, not all of them actually, but that's the way I feel about Shop Point Blank too. Until I re listen to it, like it just slid off me all the time. So I feel like maybe in five years, outright might catch. No, no, yeah, no, not for I, you. No, not at all. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I've got the demo somewhere. Mm. Um, and I remember going like, oh, this is cool. She sounds hard as fuck. But, like, I think that was the thing. It was, like, it was never, like, hard enough to be what I wanted. It was never, like, catchy enough. Never ne- didn't have, like, lyrics that resonated with me. Didn't have, like, there, yeah, there was just nothing that, like, grabbed me. She's kind of too posy in a band that's, too, like, kind of hard. Yeah, yeah. And, but, I mean... This is something you and I spoke about earlier, where I just I just don't don't want positivity. Mm, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, uh, to get back to to heart burns, um, I was kind of surprised at how much I didn't enjoy this. Oh, you not enjoy it? Yeah, you know, I just had this background music for a few days, sandwiched with the uh, Death and the Family albums, and yeah, it was fine. I I love against me, <laughs> like I I. Adore it. Come back home, Johnny. Come back home, Johnny. Come I... back home, Johnny. <laughs> the fuck is with that song? Alright, so, you know, maybe, maybe, this, maybe it's not a rock solid back catalogue, but, like, hot damn. Watching the progression of that band and, like, the story of that band is so fucking interesting. No, that's a Tom Gable song that I was singing. Mm. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's that's the thing. Is this kind of feels like against me songs that weren't good enough to make it onto the records? Yeah, or like demos he's doing for. Yeah, totally, totally. Land a deal. And, and I mean, I don't know. Like it just, it, yeah, just did, just did fucking like didn't touch me. Didn't, didn't nothing. And I was kind of disappointed in it because I think I I remember enjoying it more. Like. 
Oh, this album, this solo album. Yeah. I mean, no, I can still listen to Against Me and enjoy it immensely. Like, uh, not long before I left Melbourne, um, I did, like, a deep dive on one day at work. I mean, the first record got me all fucked up because it made me think about, like, driving to school when I was, like, little. And, like, my homie had this car, and, yeah, it was, like, the only CD he had in his car, and we used to listen to it, like, every day, driving, like, backwards and forwards. Mm. We used to go smoke cigars down by the inlet. Mm. Um, shit it. Um, but, like, yo, I, I fucking, I listened to Transgender Dysphoria Blues and, like, wept. Okay. Something about that, like, that's, oh, I really, really enjoy her as a person and all of the music she's put out, except for this. <laughs> <laughs> I it's 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 like a, a dunk my catalog. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't go that deep with against me. So you 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 really should like. Eh, life's short. There's a lot of music um, I need to get to. I don't if know. Get chance. Um. There's actually a, a like a they did a doco called When Never Going Home which is, like, peak period against me as well, like, um, right after Eternal Cowboy and before Form Clarity. Mm. And, no, um, yeah, I think, no, Form Clarity might have just come out because mm. they talked me about, like, all the backlash that they got after um, putting out records through Fat. Mm, yeah. Like, at this point, they were, like, getting courted by major labels. For- oh, yeah, I've heard about this doco before. I just don't find any of that shit interesting. Oh, really? Not, not into the minutia? No, 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 not really. But plus it's like, it's, you know, it's the same, you know, thing as Boy Sets Fire. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, we'll fight the good fight from the inside now. No, well, that's the thing. It's like... Or we'll give up because people fucking wrote us off because we outgrew our scene and we'll just do what we want now. Well, I mean, he, he talks about it, like, yeah, I've heard him talk about it. I, I agree. It's like it was the right thing to do, but mm. whatever. I just and I think, um, like, Pat from Self Defense talks about it as well, and he's like, like he's talking about like playing a festival with him and asking people, you know, what against me was, and someone said, oh, you know, you should, you know, they're sellouts, they're like whatever. And he's like, well, I don't get that. Like, you've got to pay your fucking rent. Like, mm. I'm not. Aren't gonna pay your rent, like other motherfuckers aren't gonna pay your bills. Like you gotta, gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, that's. I think that's. I don't dislike the band because they sold out. I dislike the band because they had all these fans who were so fucking fickle. That's why I yeah. like the later. That's why I'm more interested in the later, later era, or mm. mid era. Yeah. Oh, so uh, like former clarity, new wave. Oh, like process. As the Eternal Cowboys, act all I actually care about. You gotta, you gotta stretch beyond. Any, anyway, I, I mean, they weren't that. I mean, like they were no idea. Like it's not like fucking they sold out that much going to Fat Wreck. Well, I mean, they were around before then as well. Yeah, I thought they had a split with this bike as a pipe bomb, but I must just be imagining. And but I mean, like they were like a total DIY band. Like, mm. they're like very much. Oh, Even was it? when they was. But, like, he was, like, playing on his own before that, and he was, like, a fucking, like, train hover. Mm. He was, he was in that, like, really romantic fucking pop punk line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was all fucking tourists anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, the fans. No one was really... They were just waiting until fucking mummy or daddy fucking told them they had to go and 
school. Yeah, it's time to go to school. Yeah, time to go do your lawyer course. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, before we go, yeah, we, we might end up getting a little bit bogged down. Um, no, we can fucking skip over to the next one. Yeah, do you want to skip it? Um, yeah, we, there's no uh, more to say about Death in the Family. It is, is a good album, but it's like not as good as the first one for me because it doesn't have the female vocal. Or maybe it does, I don't know. Who cares? Um, Cry Murder, we can skip over that too, surely. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because I didn't listen to that and I'm not going to. Um, I'm fucking here, fucking here. <laughs> okay, Fifty Lines, self-titled. So is this the first Fifty Lines LP? No. No, second. No, this is no seven inch. Oh, that's right. This is seven inch. Um, yeah. First fuck. LP is, I think technically like Life in the, was it Life in the Dog Box is like the first LP, and then oh, Time okay. is an Enemy mm. was the first one on Resist, and that was like way big. Like, way, way bigger, huge step up in everything. And then they do the split with Down to Nothing. Um, and then this. Mm. And this kind of came out of nowhere. And I think a couple of the songs are re-recorded. Oh, okay, sure. Mm. First song so good. I listened to it the other night and I uh, heard the first song. I was like, fuck me. Like, why didn't I go see this band live? But then I'm the- surprised that you didn't just see them. Like... I I still have I don't know I still have like a like a vague memory that I might have but I might just be have invented that the same way I'm not sure if I actually witnessed an election count or not. Um, do you, do 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 you want to talk about that for a second? No, I just had this fucking memory the other day that like this woman was talking to me about how she's going to work the election and she's like oh and then you stay around and you like you watch the people no you count the votes and people watch you. That's vivid fucking image of maybe I did that once. Like, maybe I was one of the watchers for the Greens, like, back in, like, 2002. Oh, yeah. But I'm not sure if I actually did. It's fucking weird. Similarly, I have a really vivid image of seeing 50 Lions at the art house. But I'm almost certain I didn't see them. Yo, you, you could have, because, like, they played a lot. Mm, but I'm almost certain I didn't and couldn't have, because I'm quietly confident I never saw 50 Lions live. I'm also probably going to invent a hell of a lot of memories by the time I reach dementia age. This is true. Mm. This is true. Um, also, uh... Any idea why Laura Jane Grace got her arm blacked out? I assume I, I assume it's something to do with not not wanting to see what was tattooed there anymore. Yeah, but they seem Maybe pretty... it's like a... Yeah. They look like they were pretty innocuous, like... I mean, Maybe I guess... it was, like, contextual, though. Yeah, maybe. I got those when I was... Just that... Yeah. I don't know. It's like tigers and fucking crows and shit. Mm. Anyway. Um, yeah, all right. So, by this point, like, it's sort of seemed like 50 Lions were, like, slowing down a bit. Or, like, it's not too long after this that they maybe take a break. So, where are we? We're at 2008-ish. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. You might have to double check, but... Yeah, we must be there about. I mean, like, the 7 inch is fine. Yeah, like, the first song is really good, and then, yeah, I was a bit disappointed with some of the rest of the song's parts. Not the songs, but some of the parts in them. Yeah. I um, I think it, it kind of suffers from, like, the same thing as, like, the LP before this, where it just sort of blends, like, after, after a little bit. Uh, yeah, definitely. This is 2009, according to Discogs, but whether that's right. But yeah, I think we could be in 2009 by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well and truly. Well, well and truly. Um, mm. 
shit, I was 18 when this came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Felix, um, always seemed like a... Am I doing you a disservice if I say like a second tier band? Uh, I, I think only because. They were totally top tier for, for, for a minute. Like yeah. After that, I still paid fucking red hot. Yeah. I think they would have been like, yeah, top tier if they hadn't always been compared to Parkway as well. Mm, yeah, that's, that's, that's totally true. Mm, yeah, like you take Parkway out or have them break up or whatever, you know, just different dimension and. 50 Lions would have been them and Carpathian at the top bands, sure. Ah, uh, them and Carpathian. Ah, uh, no, like miles away. We're still playing like semi regularly around. Yeah. I think, I think you underestimate how much people like miles away on the East Coast as well. Oh, I'm totally estimating, probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm estimating low anyway, that's for sure. No, no, no. Like, actually, yes, yeah, so, like a, a lot, a lot. Mm. But Wouldn't I mean, it? outside of that, I don't think there was like. Maybe that's done by now, though. Miles away. No, surely there's bands that we're we're forgetting that would have been on um, trialing out. Oh yeah, I mean like Jungle Fever, but they're kind of winding down at this point too. Yeah, that's true. Mind that's Snare true. are kind of like flirting with like their last Mind show. Mind not like uh, they're they're a mainstay, but but they're not like always always there. Yeah, well, at this point too, they would have been like talking about breaking up. Mm, yeah. Um, oh, uh, Dropsaw, Extortion, Samsara. Oh, Samsara was a second tier band. Yeah, unless they turn out to be a fucking secret crime sync band like Her Nightmare, then I'm gonna bump them up. <laughs> and then um, that band, Hopeless. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, but then there was like a bunch of bands around the same time that only put out like you know one record or so, or like that sort of thing. Yeah. But like it's it's definitely like a, a lull. Yeah. Yeah. Or no. No, it's that's, a lull. That's wrong. I no, no, I can't I can't I, I, I retract that statement completely. On what basis? It's getting quieter. Mm. But the next release was like it was huge. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily quiet in a western Australian state by the looks of things. Pardon? It wasn't necessarily as quiet in Western Australia by the looks of things. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, the Persing was, like, quite good at this point. Yeah, this might be when like, it kind of moves to Perth. Younger bands. Yeah. Mm. And I think for, like, a long time, Perth had the strongest or, like, uh, or the most consistent hardcore scene. Mmm... A long time or for like, huh? Definitely during this period. I think Perth's got an interesting through line from like old stuff, like members still playing through, nailed down into AIDS, into extortion. Like there's definitely a through line, which I don't know that you can see a lot in a lot of other scenes. Well, I mean, I, I mean, you can see it in Dolan. Yeah, I was about to say Dolan's an example, but... And Eva Hart. Yeah, but neither pass torches on, you know, like... Yeah, okay, I, I get that. I get that for sure. Um, and I guess even within bands that are, like, uh, that were playing in Perth at that time, like, their younger siblings started bands, like, that sort of thing. Mm. Like, that brought, like, a whole raft of younger people out. Because, like, yeah, like, Crowey's brother started the other, like, started playing in the others. And the others was, like, red hot. 
Yeah, I've never heard of it myself, but oh, it might it might actually do something for you. Mm. It's um yeah, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, my boy Gio put put out that that LP. Shout shout out Gio. Gio also sang in a uh, short lived youth crew band who put out a good set like a really good seven inch. Uh, they're called Refrain. If you can if you can hunt it down. Are you gonna fucking say you like a youth crew band? Uh, I mean. I don't like it, but like it's it's good for what it is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sorry, sorry, dear. <laughs> I, I, I just don't don't like it. At all. Mm. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, so, like, but we're like, onto it. So we're doing break even. Yeah, man. Let's 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 fucking go. Yo, this record was was like massive. Okay, so this is their what their first record? Uh, their first LP. They're only prior to this. They do there's a demo, and then Common Bond puts out the Young at Heart EP, which is very much like a lot more straightforward hardcore. Mm. And then they do a split with another band from Perth called Something More. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very underrated band who also put out an LP on Common Bond. Mm. Um, they sort of uh, like Run for Your Life, which is on uh, the bright side. This this record that we're talking about now, also on that split is A Long Drive Home, which is like quite, it's, oh, it's just a fucking great song. But like, it, it totally sort of like hinted that they were moving away from. Right. So is is the moves done at this point? This love heart fucking No, no, not at all. Because um, oh. there's a couple demos floating around from like after this record. Mm. And they were, yeah, they were like touring with like Polar Bear Club and bands like that. And, you know, uh, and like the gift horse, and they were very much had like in that scene as well, like in that put. Like legit trying, or just ending up floating towards. Ending, ending, yeah, they gravitated there, mm. and I think that's because, yeah, while Perth was like strong, like miles away goes quiet at this point. Extortion goes like quiet at this point, and there's like the punk scene is doing like really well. Bands like Suffer and that sort of thing. Mm. But break even was like big big fish in a small pond in in Perth. Oh, uh, sure. Um, um, and I mean, I guess this record came out a year later than like it was meant to. Why is that? The guitarist Rowan committed suicide. Hmm. And that pushed it back a year. Yeah. Hmm. That's sad. Yeah. And did they replace? They had they replace no. him or just kind of? Mm. No, they they. They just kept going. They just kept going as topics. But like, yeah. So they, um, they're about to go for tour. Mm. Like, uh, if, if my memory serves me correct. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, I remember this band being really big. Yeah. But um, I never understood what was happening with them at all because uh, this love heart fucking cover up, just their vibe, just turned me off. I understand that for sure, mm. but they were. They were a band that, like, yeah, they toured hard. Like, they were always, like, going over to Melbourne for the weekend or mm. gone. Mm. And they were also, like, super tight with, uh, like, these nuts and the Amity Affliction and those dudes. So they were, like, playing show them as well. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And I guess you can kind of get that from this record where it's it's, it's a gentler sort of hardcore. Yeah, definitely. Uh, arguably too gentle. Yeah, for, um... I think, you know, as, as much as I enjoy uh, Terror of Mad or Hatebreed fucking 
uh, Earth Crisis. Mm. I think this demonstrates like a lack of. I'm, I'm. But this was popular at the time. Like people wanted yeah. this bridge to like pop punk. Um. Not yeah, pop punk, but I like. Mean, I, th- I think that's the thing. Is like pop punk was like a, a big fucking thing at this point as well. Mm. So for like this halfway point was like a perfect like meeting of the two. Yeah, 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 and it's got like a really wide appeal. Yeah. Because it because of yeah how what it is like sonically, but like yeah man like this record was fucking huge and like whenever they played in Perth it was bullshit like legitimately just like bullshit and it was yeah it was amazing like it was. It was like really, really fucking cool. Mm. Like going to a show and watching everyone like jump all over, you know, jump all over each other, or you know, jump off the speakers at HQ, or like that, that sort of thing. Like it was, it was really nice. And this was like, this was a record that came out of something that like affected like a lot of people within that community. Yeah, it seems like, and I think it did over here as well. But uh, I was just separated from that so it's pretty fucking amazing that they managed to like make such a connection do you reckon people i mean you still ride for it do you reckon people still ride for it in general well so going back and listening to it this week was like the first time i've listened to it in maybe four or five years Mm. okay so it's not heavy rotation no 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 not at all uh every now and then i'll put on that song um long drive home because it'll like pop into my head or something but nah, man, like not not heavy rotation, but t- totally like has something in it for me still. Like holds mm. some sort of like, and like when I yeah, I messaged you and I said, yo, this this LP is like giving me some feelings. Mm. And like it, it was like a total 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 fucking time machine, like a total time machine. It was really fucking weird. But it's interesting. Like I actually met a dude down here. Um, it was from like fucking Wagga Wagga. <laughs> and um, he had a, a fucking break even tattoo on his on his arm. Yeah, right. And he's uh, a year older than I am, maybe. Okay. And I was like sitting with him at the pub and I was like, oh, yo, yo, is that? What? Is, is that what I think it is? Like, is that like a break even tattoo? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, how the fuck, like, from Wagga? Or, like, how, how, how the fuck do, do you have that? Like, how did you come to that? He was like, it was just one of those things. Like, it was it was everywhere. Like, everyone that I knew, like, wrote for it, and we would do the trip to go and see them. And I was like, no, no shit. Like, I think for a lot of people, this record, like, holds weight. Mm. Yeah, I just wonder, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm probably, like, looking at it was like some sort of lens because oh yeah but i think a lot of people would look at it with a similar lens do they are they still doing bands at all um no no um sal's a tattooer oh actually uh perry might be playing in a band again um the guy that played bass um he did into the sea uh which is like more of a metalcore band Mm. um that was like around the same time as this, but he sang in that, and that was sick. But that's strange as well to like such a like a record that touched like you know like oh, so many people consider it important, and then they just all kind of drop off. Well, they 
So they put this record out and like they went like really hard at it for ages. And then and and you know, they were like going to Europe like semi regularly, that sort of thing. Oh yeah, shit. And they like hooked up with like the dudes in that band, your demise and like they had like a Euro label like we're pressing of this mm. and that sort of thing. And there was like that scene in the UK around that was well, I mean all the bands sounded quite similar to this. And they like linked up with that. So they but I don't know, and then somehow they ended up like playing stadiums with Rise Against. No shit. Yeah. Huh. So they yeah. I mean I mean yeah, but fucking outright did that last time they came out. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. Um, yeah, somehow they ended up like there doing that, which was and they put out like one song after that called Hell's Gate and then they were like, No, that's 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 it. Hmm. Well, I guess to 2009, 2010, it's kind of the fashion to just pack it in. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I think it's that thing as well of, like, they were all doing other things. Oh, yeah, but I feel like now you just be like, hey, like, we're not going to play for six months. Yeah, yeah, that's... that's... In a way, extortion never broke up. Hardcore retirement plan. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what Perry. Oh, Perry runs like a record store. Huh. Uh, and has a hand in. Yeah, called, uh, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Highgate Continental. And like, um, I'm pretty sure he's involved in Good Company Records, which is like electronic music. Okay. Yeah. But um, actually, and I, I messaged you about this um, when we were talking about this record. Um, I have to send you the Cloud Strip recordings. Mm. I mean, you don't have to stress too much because I doubt it's going to catch, but... No, well, that's the thing. was like, so before Roland died, he'd been recording under the name, like, Cloud Strip. Mm. And there are all of these recordings that he did that never, well, yeah, like, never got released. Oh, uh, okay. And it's very much like Rev Summer sort of stuff. And mm. like it's like it's really good. Like it's it's really like it's interesting music. And um they on like the launch tour for this record they got that like pressed. Like got that like printed and that sort of thing and they were just like giving it out to everyone. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, um if any, if, if anyone wants a Cloud Street recordings, hit us up. I'll uh, I'll Put it on the internet. Yeah, we need to put it on YouTube. We need to put fucking a few of these things on YouTube. Yeah, I I agree. I totally agree. Um, before I get to to Miss the Yard. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Fucking evil looking eighty eight. H H. Oh, dude, it's so good. Um, all right. Uh, we stay on the West Coast. West Coast, best coast, motherfuckers. Especially at this point in time, East Coast is soft as fuck. Um. Blackout, total depravity. Mm. So sick. Mm, it's hard riffs. Every song sounds like the breakdown demo. Yeah, not my personal cup of tea, but it's really, good. fuck! But, I thought you would have wrote for this. Hey? Nah, it's I don't know. It's like not shreddy enough, but it's like riffy. But I might give it more time. 
Because it's still only like three or four listeners through. Yeah, totally give it more time. I remember not being sold on it when it first came out. Yeah, chillin' like, it's just right. chillin' it's just started a live video. Fucking hell. Must be almost one o'clock. Chillin' it's uh, just woken up. Uh, it is. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> right on schedule, my guy. <laughs> no, he's good. He's nothing if not reliable. <laughs> um. Yeah, like when I first heard it, I, I was actually um at the release for this show, uh, the, the release show for this record. Mm. And it was um, one of the last times I ever went to the Heidi. I'm pretty sure it was one of the last like hardcore shows that they did at the Heidi. Oh, uh, sure. R.I.P. Um, yeah, in the front bar. Right. Um, fuck, maybe that was, yeah, because uh, Hill Brigade played as well. Um, yeah, no, great record, great riffs, and like some really fucking hard parts. Blackout was this band that like, so Ash played, uh, Ash was still playing with them at this point, I think. Ash, who, prior to this, uh, he plays on the first two Miles Away records. Okay. Uh, starts Helter Skelter. Um, does this. And he's just, like, he moves it to OA. Like, which was, like, the house in Perth where we had house shows. Did Rowan live there as well? Yeah. Oh, sure. So that's another funny thing about Perth is, like, this crossover between these different scenes. And that's what, the thing. Blackout. What would be different scenes in anywhere else, I feel? Yeah, and, like, Blackout was being a crossover, like, big time. Mm. Because, yeah, partly through that, through that like, 208 connection, um, but also there's, like, uh, graph connections as well. Mm, yeah, they've got a mad graph aesthetic. Yeah, and, I mean, well, yeah, there's a... I don't want to fucking talk too much. But yeah. Nah, no, we don't go anymore on that. No one wants to fucking put that out in the street. No, not, not at all. But yeah, like um, affiliates in in the in the in the different in the different scenes. Mm. But and I guess that stretches as well because there's like a crossover here with, uh, and it's not like apparent at all, and it was just something that kind of happened in Perth at that point. Um. There's like a crossover between this or like Perth at this point and like or hardcore Perth hardcore at this point and like gone out and taken pingers. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I guess uh, yeah, that's not something that I think that's something Melbourne could have benefited from. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And instead, I, they I, had to start a bullshit rock and roll fucking scene. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think. Yeah, there was totally crossover between between Blackout and uh, I, I don't know, like Fun Club. But like, I think you gotta remember as well, like Blackout took as well, like, and they were a band that seemed to do quite well on the East Coast straight away. Mm. And I think that that's because it's so on the nose for what it is. Yeah, right, right, right. Whilst um, Miles Away and Break Even and like Jaws and Extortion. Yeah, sure, there's other bands that sound like that. There's something about those bands that is, like, distinctly West Australian. Mm. Yeah, and true. Think, yeah, part of... And, I'm like, I'm not dissing it because, like, I'm, yeah, fucking right with this record. I think that, yeah, because it is so much of a thing, it made it, like, super accessible and that helped them, like, gain traction. Mm. And, like, because, yeah, they, they toured and, like, they played on the east coast like at least like once a month sort of thing and then yeah like they 
fucking toured Europe as well with like Power Trip. Really? So, yeah. Um, uh, uh, actually, that's off the back of their next LP. But yeah, uh-huh. they, they go and do like a month in Europe with with um, Power Trip and someone else. Mm. Mm. But like, yeah. Uh, and then there's like, I don't know. They were like playing at 208 and that sort of thing. And I'm pretty sure one of the videos for one of the songs off this record is shot at 208. Oh, okay. And like, it was always fucking wild where you've got, you know, 80 people like crammed into a living room sort of thing and going up the stairs at the side. Mm. Jumping off the stairs onto everyone else, and like everyone's drunk as fuck, and you know, someone's like flicking the lights on and off in the corner, and like everyone, like, but because of the links that they had to other other groups, other subcultures, they also brought some people with them, which um caused problems. Like rot. Yeah. yeah. Rocks kind of. In, in a in a similar in a similar manner. Hmm. Yeah. Entertainment. Like super entertaining, um, but I'm pretty sure it was at a blackout show that, or whilst blackout were playing at 208 one day, that the window got knocked out, and um, that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for 208 for like a period of 12 months. Oh sure. Yeah, where they closed it down while they had to like, <laughs> while they soundproofed it and that sort of thing. Mm. But I mean, I I don't know. Cool record, man. Like cool record. Yeah, that's a good vibe. Like now that I know more about them, I'm more interested as well. Especially like to kind of like think of them as like a WA rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, like it's not, it's not like I, I don't think it was ever like as bitty as rock. No, but that's good. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but um, totally, yeah. And I think I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, but maybe another time when we're when we're not recording, I can make tell you some stories. Hmm. Um, speaking of which, I think we might have to leave it there. Thanks for being listening to Falling Short. We're going to go listen to Chill On It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too right, too right. Uh, too right, one can't. Too right, one can't. Shout out, Shout out, Snow. Ah, fuck Snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh,